Hello, this is Helga Edwards, and I'm here with my husband, Bob. In our last podcast episode, we read Genesis chapter 21, verses 1 to 21, from the International Standard Version of the Bible. We learned that Sarah wanted Ishmael removed from her son Isaac because she saw something in Ishmael's behavior towards Isaac that gave her great concern. When she brought her concerns to the attention of her husband Abraham, God told him to listen to his wife. Following verse 21, the chapter concludes with a brief account of a discussion between Abraham and the Philistine king Abimelech, in which they both agree to treat one another fairly. They also resolve an issue related to the ownership of a well that was dug by Abraham. In today's podcast episode, we will be reading Genesis chapter 22, verses 1 to 19, again from the International Standard Version of the Bible. Beginning at verse 1. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He called out to him, Abraham. Here I am, he answered. God said, Please take your son, your unique son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the land of Moriah. Offer him as a burnt offering there on one of the mountains that I will point out to you. So Abraham got up early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his male servants with him, along with his son Isaac. He cut the wood for the burnt offering and set out to go to the place about which God had spoken to him. On the third day he looked ahead and saw the place from a distance. Abraham ordered his two servants, Both of you are to stay here with the donkey. Now as for the youth and me, we'll go up there, we'll worship, and then we'll return to you. Then Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. Abraham carried the fire and the knife, and so the two of them went on together. Isaac addressed his father Abraham, My father. I'm here, my son, Abraham replied. Isaac asked, The fire and the wood are here, but where's the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God will provide himself the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. The two of them went on together and came to the place about which God had spoken. Abraham built an altar there, arranged the wood, tied up his son Isaac, and placed him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he stretched out his hand and grabbed the knife to slaughter his son. Just then an angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. Here I am, he answered. Don't lay your hand on the youth, he said. Don't do anything to him, because I've just demonstrated that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only unique one, from me. Then Abraham looked up and behind him to see a ram caught by its horns in the thicket. So Abraham went over, grabbed the ram, and offered it as a burnt offering in place of his son. Abraham named that place, The Lord Will Provide. As it is told this day, on the Lord's mountain, he will provide. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, I have taken an oath to swear by myself, declares the Lord, that since you have carried this out and have not withheld your only unique son, I will certainly bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in heaven and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the gates of their enemies. 
Furthermore, through your descendants all the nations of the earth will be blessed, because you have obeyed my command. After this, Abraham returned to his servants, and they set out together for Beersheba, where Abraham settled. Here ends our reading of Genesis 22, verses 1 to 19. In Genesis chapter 15, God promised that Abraham's offspring would be as numerous as the stars. God made this promise even though Abraham's wife Sarah was past menopause and had been barren all of her life. In other words, God promised that Abraham and Sarah would experience a miracle. Their part in this process was to trust, or have faith, in what God had promised them. In Genesis chapter 16, Abraham and Sarah did not act in faith. Instead of waiting for the promised miracle, they decided that Abraham should attempt to have children through a slave woman named Hagar. God was not pleased with this decision. Abraham and Sarah trusted in their own plans and limited resources rather than trusting in God for the promised miracle. After Hagar became pregnant, there was strife between Hagar and Sarah. Hagar fled from Sarah into the desert. God met and comforted Hagar and promised that one day the son she would bear would become a great nation. Thirteen years after the birth of Hagar's son named Ishmael, God met with Abraham to remind him not to trust in limited human resources, referred to metaphorically throughout the Bible as the flesh. God instituted the ritual of circumcision for Abraham and all of his male descendants. In removing the flesh of their foreskin, they were declaring that they would not trust in their own strength, in the strength of the flesh, but rather in God's power to accomplish God's purposes. In the passage just read from Genesis chapter 22, God puts Abraham's faith to the test. Now that Abraham and Sarah have received from God the miraculous blessing of their own biological son, God wants to see if Abraham will once again trust in human resources, his son and heir, to accomplish God's purposes, or if he will trust in God. By being willing to sacrifice his son, Abraham demonstrated that he trusted in God's power alone to fulfill the promise that his offspring would one day become a great nation. In Genesis 22.5, Abraham makes a statement of faith to the servants that accompanied him and Isaac on their journey. He tells them that after they make the sacrifice on the mountain, he and his son Isaac will both return to them. In the New Testament book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verses 17 to 19, we're told that Abraham believed in God's power to raise the dead. In Genesis 22, verse 8, Abraham makes a statement to his son that turns out to be prophetic. When Isaac asks where the lamb is for their sacrificial offering, Abraham says that God will provide the sacrifice. Before Abraham can do anything to harm his son, God does indeed miraculously provide a ram for their offering. Abraham was never truly expected to sacrifice Isaac. In addition to being a test of Abraham's faith, this passage of the Old Testament foreshadows events in the New Testament concerning the death and resurrection of the Messiah. 
Jesus Christ is described in the New Testament Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 29, as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus did this by offering himself as an atoning sacrifice for the sins, the wrong choices, of all humanity. The New Testament authors explain that Jesus Christ takes our sins from us and gives us his righteousness in exchange. With our sins removed, nothing stands between us and a holy and righteous God. We can have a relationship with God in this life, and we can spend eternity with God in heaven. As the Gospel of John says in chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Jesus said something similar in the New Testament Gospel of Mark. The right time has come, and the kingdom of God is near. Turn away from your sins and believe the good news. And that's in Mark chapter 1, verse 15. Turning from sin means being willing, with God's help, to stop doing things we know to be wrong. Believing the good news means trusting that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, so that we can be forgiven for our wrong choices. Believing in Jesus is an act of faith. Human beings cannot return to God by depending on their own limited resources. Just as Abraham learned to trust in God's miraculous power to fulfill his promise, may we choose to trust in God's miraculous power to forgive and restore us through the loving sacrifice of Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. God has provided the sacrifice.